Hello and welcome to Babelfish, the podcast for non-believers. Humanists, three thinkers and atheists tell me their life stories. They share their challenges and the work they do for humanism and human rights. You can support Babelfish by donating money through tenet.dk. You'll find the link in the podcast description. It's up to you how much money you want to donate. It's your choice and I'll be grateful for any donations. Thank you. This episode has some background noise. I'm sorry. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast where I'm still in Tanzania uh, talking to free thinkers and talking to you today. And I'm not sure I can pronounce your first name, so maybe you uh, should Nsajigwa. Uh, yeah, that's Tanzanian name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Traditional names. Yeah. Traditional name, yeah, because most have English yeah. first names. And yeah. Arabic. Yeah. And Arabic, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Yeah. I'm Isajigwa Nsasam Mosokwa, born in 1964, so I'm relatively old. I'm 50-something 50, 50 plus. Yeah. Uh, the very name Nsajigwa is a traditional. Uh, I belong to Nyakusa ethnics, uh, southern island of Tanzania, mm-hmm. and the, the northern side of Malawi. We are called Nyakusa Ngonde. Yeah. Nsajigwa means a blessed person. I happen to be a firstborn in mm-hmm. my family, so You're blessed. I, uh, blessed. Had it been in Israeli, I could have been in Baraka. So, like, uh, I, sometimes I joke to the people, I'm Baraka, but not Obama. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, okay. that's yeah, yeah. Uh, I am a Tanzanian, uh, uh, growing up uh, as a pupil and a youth in the 70s to 1980s. Yeah, and I am one of the founders of Jicho Jipi, I think, which is a Tanzanian secularist, humanist, free thinkers organization. It's a yeah. small organization. Though, as an individual myself and uh, my student, Lucas Isakwisa, whom you had already interviewed, mm. we've been in this movement, humanist movement, for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, since 2002. Yes, exactly. So how did you uh, become a free thinker and a humanist? Yeah, it's interesting. It is out of my own personal curiosity. I think I'm somebody who questions a lot. Mm. And sometimes it annoys people when you question. Yeah. I remember since I was a youth, I always question reality. Mm. If, if there, there are some phenomenon, I would question why it is like this, why it is like that. So that inquisitiveness kept on with me. Mm. And then I was fortunate since youth, since since childhood to youth, I mean when I, I when I was at the primary level, mm. uh, I had fallen in love with book reading. Mm. So I would read a book to expand my knowledge and question reality. So yeah. uh, along the way, uh, there were questions that were you could say difficult questions uh, that. Uh, demanded uh, that somebody is to think deep so that it will arrive at the answers. Mm. It was a long process, slow, slow, slow. I didn't just become a pre-thinker one time. No. no. I mean, uh, as uh, anybody else, I've been socialized as a, 
uh, in what Professor Ali Mazrui called triple heritage. Mm. The modern we moderns uh, modern Africans are uh, have been socialized in three elements. In one party we are Euro Christian. In another party, we are Arabic, Islamic, and then there is that tradition, yeah. our tradition. So I am also a product of that. Okay. I am also a product of socialism, socialization. Yeah. I am also a product of liberation ideas. Because in uh, um, uh, as I was growing up in the 1970s to 80s, Tanzania was supporting a lot of other African countries that were not yet independent, yes. like Mozambique, mm -hmm. like Angola, yeah. like Zimbabwe. So uh, the, the radio mm -hmm. had always been airing these liberation ideas, pan-African, African nationalism. Yeah. So I am also a product of that socialization. Yeah, yeah, okay. And when, what happened then when you grew up and became a teenager? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, I, I, as I said before, I had always been questioning reality. Mm. And I remember one of the things that I questioned is, as I grew up, I see a lot of death. People are dying, even animals. Sometimes yeah. you, you have your animal at home or even a chicken. It dies, then it, it is emotional. You are connected to that. You ask yourself why mm. this animal has died or a relative of yours has died. So I started questioning, why should death, death troubled me? Why should God, who is supposed to be omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, why did God allow death to exist? Mm -hmm. So it's, it was something that was troubling me. Yeah. I remember in one instance, uh, we were raising this chicken. And as a, as, a, as a boy, young boy growing up, I identified with myself with one of these chickens. Mm -hmm. And that chicken had incubated its egg and they gave out the small ones in Swahili we call vifaranga. Yeah. So I took those vifaranga together with that chicken as mine. I would just see it going around and feeding the young ones. Yeah. But one day, in front of my eye, the ego came. Yeah. Uh, the Swahili we call it Mwewe. Yeah. It came and abducted one of the chicken and it went away. Mm. And it sat at a nearby coconut tree and they started feeding on it. Yeah. That gave me some, uh, it traumatized me and gave me questioning that if God is there, mm. why has he allowed this chicken to incubate these yeah. eggs to have those, that, that trouble of incubating? And this uh, young one only to come to be eaten by other animals. So yeah. where is fairness to yeah. that? Yeah. I certainly, uh, it also gave me some reason to keep questioning. Mm -hmm. In terms of religion, I cannot say that my family was too religious. No. No, okay. but we were part of Protestant socialization. I grew up in Lindi, which is southern, uh, southern Tanzania, along the coast. So Islamic is very strong there, but there we are Christianity, so we were in churches because our, our my parents' background was a Protestant. Mm. There was no Moravian there. We could go to a Lutheran church, yeah. which was there. Anglican, I mean, even yeah, Anglican, because yeah. even even Lutheran was not there. There was an Anglican church. Okay. So we used to go to Anglican church, and at certain point we used to go to to Roman Catholic. Periodically, so the the question of God and asking about 
it was kept ringing on my mind. Mm. Um, and in religion, in Christianity, there were some elements that I could see as superstitious, mm. like somebody has died and then resurrected, like uh, there are some ghosts. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to find out if there is true that uh, there are some ghosts. As I told you, because I grew up in Islamic culture, there were some jeans, stories about jeans. I really wanted to find out if there are some jeans. But yeah. the, somehow the people say, ah, no, they are there, but you just have to believe it. So it also <laughs> kept me having a lot of questions to ask. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then as I told you, book reading helped me. I started reading books and books, books, and at secondary level, uh, biology subject interested mm. me. Yeah. to find out that even we animals are also, we are, sorry, I mean, even we human beings are also animals. Yeah. And uh, to me, it's okay, so we eat, we, we, we breathe, just like other animals. So it gave me the idea that we, are, we as human beings are not really very special as we think we are. Mm. And uh, I could find out that there are some animals that could perform certain things that we human beings couldn't do. Mm. So it means animals were also intelligent in their own way. Yeah. As I have given you an example of a chicken, mother chicken, I could see it trying its best to raise its young ones. So I thought, okay, you could be good even if you don't believe in God. I wondered if that chicken knew he had to believe in God to be good to feed its, its mm. young ones. Yeah. So those were the questions. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the book reading now helped me. At secondary school, I remember uh, uh, a teacher expelled me out of class because he, uh, it's like I was asking a lot of questions. So I think by the time I was in form three, I decided that in order not to trouble adults, mm. in order not to ask them a lot of questions, I have to rely on my own and the book reading was my avenue. Okay. Yeah. So you just read everything yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, get yeah. your hands on. Yeah. yeah. So for big questions, I relied on reading books. And not discussing with anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any specific books that inspired you back then? Or it, it was just you read everything? Yeah, to start with, in our syllabus back then, we were provided with the African Writers Series books by Chinua Achebe, mm -hmm. like Things Fall Apart. Books by Okot Tibiteki of Uganda. Uh, he explained about the Western scholarship in African religion, how Westerners were treating, or rather mistreating African religions. I read a book about, uh, by Wore Soyinka, for instance, the trial of Brother Jero. He, he was showing that sometimes this priest uh, could be charlatans. They yeah. could pray that we can heal people, we can do those magic things, but it was just a game they were playing mm. to get money. Yeah. So to start with, African writers, Ngugi uh, books and the books by Professor Ali Mazru enlightened me mm -hmm. before books on free thinking. Okay. But I remember by 1999, I came about one book, which is Here I Am With Me, Socrates to Sata, A History of Philosophy. Yeah. I, I liked philosophy, though I didn't know much about it. So this book opened my eyes on it. Mm. I yeah. read this book, The Wall of It, the great philosophers are here, from Socrates to Sata. So Slowly I read the, on my own this. 
It's and all the, the Greek philosophers it, and later Yeah, Greek, ancient yeah. Greek philosophers, West, mostly Western philosophers. Yeah. Uh, ancient middle middle age philosopher until modern philosopher. Mm -hmm. As you can see, there is a lot of underlining. I read the whole of this You've book. You read it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after finishing this, I find some of the philosophers' arguments were like the way I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So I would say each philosopher impressed me in a certain way, because. A philosopher would come out with an argument, and then you could see it is perfect and clear. Mm. But you read the next philosopher arguing against that yeah. one, and you could say, "Oh, so there was a there was something missing here." Yeah. I like the philosophy because in philosophy you can ask anything, you can think about anything, you can criticize anything. You are not told that no, don't criticize, don't criticize this because it is. It is a blasphemous in the... Yeah. Everything is up for discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, my avenue was on reading philosophy. And then, I read a lot of other philosophical books. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about Soren Kierkegaard, the Danish yeah. philosopher. Exactly. And then, it impressed me on existentialism. Yeah. Uh, I got the idea that there are philosophers who are thinking about the big world. But they are, like Soren Kierkegaard, you were thinking about your own existentialist yeah. situation. Yes. So it impressed me that. And uh, as the, from the background of biology, we were introduced to Darwin. Yeah. And I could see some sense in the Darwinian theory, though I, I should not say that I was already articulate in it, but I could see the sense mm -hmm. that maybe it explained the, uh, our coming and the, our diversity in the world better than just saying creation. Because in creation, you say God has created uh, everything. And then you have this argument that everything created must have a creator. Yeah. So my question was, who created the creator? Yeah. But you can't say God created everything because for God to exist, there has to be some, uh, there has to be some forces that have created him. Yeah. So the question becomes like uh, infinity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, maybe later on, as I was going on reading books, I came uh, to read this book, A Words Living Philosophy. Uh, A Words Living Religions. religions. Yeah. Uh, it is a summary of all major religions. And in this book, they have treated humanism as a religion. As a religion. Oh, when okay. I read it, I said, okay. If I am a religious person, then humanism is my religion. <laughs> Interesting that they have described humanism as a yeah, religion. But that was in before 1960s, before yeah, okay. the secular aspect of humanism yeah. came about. Oh, okay. yeah. But what I liked about human, this humanism is it, it talked about the philosophers. Mm. It did not treat the philosophers as blasphemers. No. Yeah, it treated the philosophers as positive members of the society. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it impressed me. And then there were some addresses here. But by the way, even before I came to know about this humanism, uh, I knew humanism and I liked it because in Zambia, the founder father, pres uh, President Kenneth Kaunda, mm -hmm. was practicing what he called Christian humanism. Yeah. I liked the idea that man is the center mm -hmm. of everything. Mm -hmm. Even our founder father Nyerere, when he was talking about development, he talked about the man being the center of development. Mm. So it gave me the idea that all this measurement, 
they were men created. We have created meters, we have created a Tropic of Capricorn and whatever. So it is our mind. Mm. We have decided that. Let, we, let us call this as that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the idea of man being the center uh, was already there mm. until I discovered the humanism in the book. And it also put the man at the center. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Along the way, I read Ludwig Fiwabas who say that he, uh, it is not God created man in his own image. It is rather man creating God in his own in his imagination. Image. Yeah. So, I realize, oh, so all these gods are cultural phenomena. Mm. It's culture that creates God. Yeah. African created their own symbols for God, like Europeans, like the Arabs. And uh, when it comes to these uh, matters, you cannot say this is the right one, this is the wrong one. No. Yeah, it is just a diversity of mm -hmm. how to explain the, maybe you can say, the difficult questions. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever faced challenges by... You, I know you said that you stopped asking questions and read instead, but now you are openly saying that you are a non-believer and a free thinker. What are the reactions you get? Yeah, there's a lot of challenges of being a free thinker. First of all, you are lonesome. Because every time you present a, a logical, a rational idea, some people might not like it. They say, ah, but why, 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 why are you questioning this or that? Why, why, do you, why are you so inquisitive? Why can't you just take life and, and, and live it? So th this is a big challenge. Mm. So your ideas are unconventional. Yeah. And uh, even my, my way of, my lifestyle, my, my way of, the way I go, I, I think sometimes I'm, maybe I'm too rational. <laughs> so it's like I will suppress my emotional aspect. I don't know how to explain it. No, okay. So you find yourself you are alone. And you have got this big idea. And in Africa, we have very few free thinkers. Like, I discovered all of these things. I come across rather than discover before the internet. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because when I read that there is this movement in humanism, I also read that there are, like, there are no humanists in Africa, except maybe President Kaunda, who is the president I cannot yeah. interact with. Yeah. Yeah. So, in fact, I remember to have written a letter then to the uh, to this humanist address that I found in the book, mm. I wrote a letter to America, uh, to a, a American humanist organization, yeah. and the one to the Netherlands, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It took about a year to get answer answered back for, for, from both. From both. So uh, you got an answer yeah, from yeah. both you the American from, from, and from the America and from the Netherlands. Yeah. From America, for whose organization? answered my, 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 my letter through another person known as Norm Allen. Mm. Then they started, over time, they started sending me free inquiry magazine. Yeah. Yeah. From, from, from Netherlands, no, from the, the Netherlands, they, 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 they didn't answer. Okay. Uh, but Amer uh, American Ethical Union, yeah. they answered back. Okay. They say American Ethical Union, we are humanists, we are educational, mm. kind of. Yeah, so, and then come 2002, uh, uh, by that time, internet came to Tanzania in 2000. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was new. I remember the first word to go to check in the internet was humanism. <laughs> and at that time, you had to, to, 
to pay money and the, 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 there was to be somebody to control you because I didn't know how even to type the, the yeah. So you would type the humanism and I would be reading. And yeah. I was fascinated, but I am alone. Yeah. So I thought. Yeah. 2002, in the internet, I saw that they will be, an, uh, they will be having a 50 year uh, jubilee. Mm. 50 of yeah. existence of International Humanistic and Ethical Union. And then I said, okay, maybe I should apply. Somebody said, you, you, you apply, maybe, maybe they can, they can help. I, I applied to, to them. Yeah. Then I got a, a reply from one Babu Goginen, who was a secretary, yeah. that I have been selected to go to the Netherlands to attend the Humanist <laughs> Conference as long as I, I can organize my, my money to go there, yeah. which I did. And okay. then I went to Europe. It was my first time to go to Europe. Yeah. To the Netherlands, and I went because of the humanist movement. Yeah. So it is like a credit that they gave me that exposure. Okay. So I was part of the conference. There you could see we were at least a hundred mm. all free thinkers, humanists, ex-Muslims, philosophers, people who have challenged. That must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing, and everybody was was treating everybody equally. Yeah. And they would come and ask me, "How did you become?" Humanism, humanist by yourself. Yeah. So it was amazing to them. Sometimes they would ask during the debate, "Do you cope with what you are saying?" Yes, yes, I understand because I have read it already in the yeah. book. So when I was in the Netherlands after the conference, actually I was close to the Utrecht Library. Mm. They have got a big humanist library, and the, the librarian there allowed me to to be alone and to read all the stuff there. <laughs> So I think I spent a lot of time reading just because I was curious on these books. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came back, I became like an activist. I told my student about this, mm. this thing that, oh, there are some people here and I found out, so we are not alone. So we start organizing, trying to, to get other people yeah. to, the, to, the, to the movement. Yeah. But in Tanzania, when Matipate came in 1992, on the other side, the government become very illiberal, mm. trying to stop any other avenue for uh, free expression, including NGOs. Okay. So it was very difficult. We had to fight a lot of time just to get a humanist organization, free thinkers, registered. Okay. Until 2015, yeah. which is it, almost the whole of a decade. Yeah. But in the meantime, we were always Uh, trying to get anybody involved. I, I, I also at one time taught secondary schools, so any time I get somebody interested with these ideas with the, my, my, my student also, mm. he, he also ended up being a teacher, so you could always t- mm. tell the people to think rationally, yeah. to think critically. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, internet has helped, now it is easy. You find people using internet, and by their argument, you can know who is a, a free thinker and who is not. And I've been using that avenue, that method, to get young people to to the, to the organization. Yeah. And I should say one thing, maybe. To me, I think humanism is a potential to liberate African from our own colonial mentality, slavery colonial mentality. Yeah, okay. Africa is, way, as you in know, in way? natural resources, yeah. it's very rich, yeah. but uh, its people are poor, 
and we are struggling. Yeah. Uh, much of it is to do with the mindset. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I believe that if our mindset change, then we can tackle our environment in a better way, and we can improve our situation mm. better than, than than they are now. Okay. People are still uh, believing in superstition. People are still believing in some. Di- people are still believing in some some diseases. You have to treat them in a superstitious way. Mm. And then religion has come. People are believing in prayers for yeah. some disease. Sometimes people praying for to be cured of AIDS, for instance. People are killing each other. You know, there albino killing yeah. because of some superstitious beliefs. Because they believe if you take a part of albino and they, you go to to the mining holes. You you dig you you get luck and you, you become yeah, rich. Yeah. yeah. So this the sacrifice of Alibaba yeah 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 just on. because of that yeah. the belief is right now today I'm telling you yeah. there are a lot of accidents happening and the people are believing because it is the will of God. Yeah. They don't say oh people are over speed the drivers are over speeding you know they drink too much no so everything is like is God ordained. Yeah. Yeah. So it's causing a lot of loss of life for that. So if people were more critical and thinking and be more humanistic than or adopted humanism yeah. they would think rationally yeah. and change things yeah That's yeah i believe so yeah. i believe so and then that the other part of being a humanist mm. to be fair to your own fe- fe- fellow being mm. you know it's, it's surprising sometimes when you are in religion Sometimes you, you hate somebody who is, doesn't belong to your denomination, yeah. somebody who, yeah. So why should you hate another person? Why can, can't you tolerate it? What I have learned from humanism is the high level of tolerance. Yeah. Yeah, live and let live. Yeah. Um, we cannot be all the same in everything. Mm. Even in, in nature, flowers, there are different kinds of flowers. Yeah. So there is this saying, let your hand the flower bloom to make it a, a good garden. Uh, imagine if you go to a garden and you have only one type of flower. I think it won't be so beautiful no. compared to a garden with varieties of. Yeah. We are diverse as human beings, so we have to learn to be fair to each other and to tolerate each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what what do you think is the way forward? Is it the school system, education? Yeah, education system has to answer a lot of questions to take us to the next level. Our belief system is to change. We have to be rational. We have to be critical. Uh, we have to cooperate in really a genuine way uh, so that uh, we can develop as a societies. Mm-hmm. Development is not about uh, an individual thing. No. It is something to do with the whole society. Mm-hmm. There are certain values that are in the society that we need to embody to the young people, to the to the kids. Let's our kids be inquisitive scientifically. Yeah. Yeah. And when we are talking about science in Africa, we are not talking about big science. We are talking about the basics of science, how to ease in our life, to make our life better and to have rationalistic explanation mm. for whatever phenomena that is happening to us. Yeah, and we've talked also yeah. during the days I've been here about uh, you have a huge generation of young people. Yeah, yeah. And your number of citizens are growing at fast speed in Tanzania. So you also have a challenge of educating everybody, getting jobs for everybody in the future. Yeah. And of course, it's also mixed with 
you say, climate changes. Yeah, yeah. That will have a huge impact on the African countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we have got the, the, all those challenges because, like, education system is is okay. People are able to be educated in a modern way, but at the same time, in our context now, there is unemployment even to the graduates here in the office. Uh, some young people coming here to apply for for for, for this uh, uh, lawyer's office uh, that has started recently, yeah. just to 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 get to be employed. Yeah. So in Africa, in Tanzania, if you impl- you educate somebody, it means he cannot go back to the farm, yeah. literally, especially a graduate. Mm. Now, if there are no Employment, and we are talking about government employment because the private sector is is small, is slim. Then you are making this human being unfit to go back to the to the land and unfit to live in the urban areas because he doesn't have a job. Yeah. So we have created a generation of young people who have been traumatized by this. Yeah. I I really have pity. Yeah. I mean, I I because they have I, no, I, I have for them. Yeah. Because they have spent years in schools, in universities, and then there are no employment. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. it's really sad. Mm. So I think with the critical thinking, with the rationalism, we are able to rethink about our educational system, like just like we are able to rethink about everything else. We are able to question religion, how it manipulates people mm. to spend a lot of time praising to to supernaturality, to God, instead of spending the same time trying to solve their temporal problems. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately for Africa, there will come out pastors mm. who are in business of manipulating people, people contributing to the pastors, mm. and they become rich, but people are living in misery. Yeah, Sometimes because you can see all over their churches, and they are big yeah. and beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most Beautiful buildings around here is churches. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this is what I'm saying. That I'm not saying that he, I'm criticizing the church, but he, people have to be rational mm. uh, in their belief system. I mean, you should, they shouldn't submit their their life to imams. And, yeah, hundred uh, yeah. percent of their life to imams, to pastors, and the like. Yeah. Uh, every every individual is unique. You have to find your own avenue to, to think about how you can be a better of yourself, you can self-actualize yourself, and then you can improve your society at the same time. Yeah, because you have to find a solution for all the challenges we yeah. know will come, yeah, the yeah. growing population, yeah, yeah. changes, yeah. Um, and you have so many young people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And another challenge is uh, my student, ex-student had explained the is people think about if you question things, you are a rationalist, you are a free thinker, then you have got Western influence. As I told you, I've just explained in my history, I discovered free thinking here in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, not in, not in Europe. No. So we, there are free thinkers in every society. Hmm. Every society has got its free thinkers. Yeah. The, the, the point may be in the past that free thinkers were not organized as it is now. The internet is making it possible free thinkers of every society to organize. There is no society uh, that don't have its own free thinkers. No. Yeah. But before they just thought they were the only They were ones. alone. Yeah. And every free thinker you find in Tanzania, you say, I, I think I was alone yeah. in this thinking like this. Mm. 
So this is the uh, significance of D2DP. I can try to organize. Yeah. To, yeah, to bring to build together, a yeah, yeah, because so everybody needs a community. Yeah, 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 to yeah. feel part of yeah. this community yeah, yeah, that you're yeah. part of a group yeah. and belong yeah, 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 yeah. somewhere. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's also very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Another challenge, of course, is the resources. Uh, everything I do, I do from my own pocket money, and yeah. the, being the, being healthy with my my ex students. Mm. Two of us have done. For decades, everything on our own. Yeah. So, uh, if we could have some means, it could have been it could have been easier for us to 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 go out and try to reach other people, mm. especially young people, yeah. to this philosophy of uh, critical thinking. Yeah. 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 So that's another challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah. yeah. But I am optimistic. Though maybe the whole the whole interview, I look like yeah, I'm, I've given up. No, I'm not a pessimistic. Uh, yeah, you, you, I think free thinking is the legacy of the time. The young people of today, though the older ones and the people like us are saying, oh, the young people of today, they are lost and they like. I've, I sit with young people. They have got this potential. Some are very critical. Yeah. Some are very, uh, are very okay in their mind. Mm. So. The hope is on them, and uh, I think it's just about the mindset mm. and the organizing, mm. and uh, we still have to hope for the better, and it will come. The yeah. renaissance of Africa will come, yeah. because in humanistic aspect, for me also, it is about African renaissance, yeah. uh, to African to be to live a life for whereby all our aspirations or our ideals are human centers. Yeah. Man is the center. Our founder father taught that. Mm. Kenneth Kaunda, the founder father of Zambia, taught that. Mm. In the movement of Pan-Africanism, even Kwame Nkrumah had the same idea about the development of man. Yeah. Yeah. So I am optimistic that he, it, uh, despite all these hurdles, challenges, the, the humanistic movement has a, has a potential to rise the African it will come with a lot young, of problems. Yeah, it will come. The changes will come. Yeah, the, the changes will come. Yeah, the changes will come slowly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe to add up, I in 2002 when I went to the Netherlands, uh, I came across the humanistic 2002 Amsterdam Declaration, mm. which is which is seven, seven seven call them principles, and it is simple. And I think uh, I'm living by those ideas. That's the Amsterdam Declaration. Yeah, 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 yeah 2002. Yeah. 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 What, what humanism is about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man is the center, yeah. science-oriented, mm. rationalism, fairness, uh, yeah. democracy, eco-treatment, and, uh, and um, uh, creativity, and uh, self-actualization. Yeah. yeah, so exactly. I will, I will stated not in a good yeah. order, but yeah. it is about that. Yeah, and it still applies. Yeah, the yeah, Amsterdam yeah. Declaration is still yeah. a good document. Yeah, and the other thing maybe is to know that the, we are doing this humanism in an African context. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's not about saying that we we we've got this 
Western ideas and the no. We are doing it in 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 Africa. We have to find. We have to find the. We yeah. have to do it in African way because we are we are here in Africa. Yeah. We can't do it otherwise. Yeah, you have different conditions. Yeah, than yeah, we different have conditions. In yeah, even in within countries, the the conditions of Uganda and the Tanzania might be different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe in, yeah, with the similarities. Maybe in West Africa, Nigeria, they are doing it different. Yeah. The, because of the dynamics mm. are different despite all the similarities. I yeah. think this is one of the. Uh, what could I say? A farce mm. of West thinking that all Africans are the same. Yeah. So sometimes in the policies, they just treat us as one. Yeah. We, we have got our own big differences. Yeah, and it's it a is, huge continent with many countries. Yeah. And you know, in Tanz Tanzania, you mm. have more than 100 tribes. Yeah, yeah 120. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's many tribes yeah. with different languages, yeah. different cultures, yeah, yeah. so it's really varied, yeah. especially in this country, and there's no, as we've talked before this interview, talked about, there's no predominantly tri dominant yeah. tribe yeah, like yeah, there yeah. is in other countries yeah, in yeah, Eastern yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we so, have a very varied culture. Yeah, it, we have, it's something that we have to be aware yeah. as we develop humanism. Y yeah. Humanism is about human beings. Yeah, yeah it's about uh, human rights uh, as in the Declaration of United Nations. Tanzania is, is part of that. Many, many Af other African countries. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to kill somebody because he differs with you. Mm. You don't have to kill somebody or to discriminate somebody because he's different from you. Mm. Yeah, no. so... That's how I see about it. Mm. Yeah. So we have to find the means to localize mm. or to unearth, yeah. mm, uh, to, uh, to localize also to unearth humanistic values within our own African cultures. There we yeah. are. There. Yeah. The so-called Ubuntu. Some people are arguing even Ubuntu was humanistic. They say in African culture, you you rise, a kid is raised by the village. Yeah, so those yeah. are the positive yeah, aspects you can, yeah. you can take up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I know I have not explained in a straightforward way. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, mm. interesting. So I end up with a note that I have, I think, humanism, humanism movement as a future in Africa mm. because it will lead Africa to question yeah. reality. Yeah. To question the phenomenon, mm. uh, to aspire to be more human, yeah. uh, to get the best of our traditional values, and yeah. keep the best of and the and keep it better. Yeah. If something is good about religion, so, uh, solidarity, social, the social aspects, well and good, yeah. we go with it. Yeah, but you religion, just, you don't have to discard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but build on what you have. Yeah, and uh, for uh, for uh, the other thing for Tanzania, for Africa, people should get used to know that they are humanists, they are free thinkers in Tanzania. They should not think that yeah, to be a free thinker, you 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 have to be a Dawkins, you have to yeah. be Sam Harris, yeah. you have to be Daniel Dennett. They are free thinkers right here yeah. in Tanzania. I am a free thinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So and I am part of the society. Yeah. yeah so it's like a two-way traffic. The non-believers, the, the, the non-believers in Tanzania, we free thinkers. The, our society should know that we, ex we exist. At the same time, the society should start being tolerant to people who are not in religion. Yeah. 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 It's both ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Thank you so much. I'm producing this podcast at my own expense. This means I'll be forever grateful for any donations through turner.dk. If you want to be a sponsor of the podcast, please contact me. Thank you for listening. You'll also find Babelfish on Facebook. You can find me on my blog and on Instagram. Follow the links in the episode description. Until next time, be a happy human.